Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Turbocharger customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware.com slash deals. That's alienware.com slash deals. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza uh yeah so without further ado here is the weekly zeitgeist miles we yeah. are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a brilliant stand-up comedian who you've seen on mtv comedy central nbc true tv e fuse <laughs> yes. and quibi yeah if you've just been alive for the history living under a rock since quibi launched and the world wobbled on its axis she's the host of one of my new favorite podcasts yeah. a, our sister podcast hey. dear owen wilson in which she brings on a comedian to read a note to their childhood or not childhood necessarily but just celebrity obsession based on her letter to owen wilson from when she was a kid She's one of your favorites, one of yeah. our favorites. Yeah. It's Blair Saki! Hey, Blair! Oh, what up, the <laughs> Daily Zeitgeist? <laughs> what? Zach. 
back like God, you what an intro. That brought a tear to my eye. Thank you. It's so it feels so good to be back, like just getting in a warm jacuzzi. Blair was oh, wow. aggressively yawning during the whole intro, I have to say. Not yeah. close, not even one yawn. <laughs> no fucking way. Pretending to sleep. No. What's new, Blair? Yeah. Oh, God, it's long. so good to be back for my soul feels revived, feels reinvigorated back with mm-hmm. my guys. Yeah. Everything's been pretty good, you know. I feel like we're just barraged every day, especially if you are an internet user with all of the horrors of being alive, but in my personal life, you know, I really can't complain. Okay. I mean, I like that. How's the, how's the podcast been? Has it been everything you hoped and more? I know you were doing it for a long, a long time as a live show. Oh yeah. You know, I always wondered uh, when I originally thought of the idea, I thought of it as a podcast and I just didn't do it and I became a live show and now it's been really fun. We have three episodes out, but I've had so much fun. Most of the people that have been on have done the live show, and it's so it's exciting that they're excited because they already know sort of what they're in for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's very it's a great premise. Great. It's a great show. It's so fun that we are and other guests don't get any ideas, but we are going to devote a little section of the show to just talk celebrity obsessions today <laughs> because. <laughs> Got a couple, yeah. We we got a couple. I can't I can't imagine. Yeah, honestly, you um, helped made this possible for me. So yeah, thanks for helping me with iHeartRadio because it's a thrill. Margaret, we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history. Well, I picked the most recent thing I searched was last night was plastic part broken on Dewalt miter saw mm-hmm. because I was trying to make shelves and I tried to cut a very acute angle and something broke would uh, it definitely was wearing all the right safety equipment absolutely of course i would never do otherwise fortunately nothing hit my eyes which were definitely protected and mm. and some pe- plastic piece of my saw broke and i have no idea where it comes from and i'm just like looking at this part of my saw and i'm like huh but, trying to be like where did this come from <laughs> yeah exactly what did i break i have no idea right. what this thing is and if you search plastic part broken on DeWalt miter saw, you find the dust extractor because that's what everyone breaks. And Google saved me. Is that what you broke? Yeah, yeah, Google yeah. saved you? Hey, yeah. Google's yeah, good for... $6 part. Hey, you know who else saves? JC? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like we were both on the same wavelength there. Yeah, just want to bring it back, man. We always got to bring it back to Christ. Also a carpenter. Yeah, also a carpenter I know. Thing. Thank you. So are you, Margaret, are you a carpenter? You, you, you no, no, I... I um I do a ton of different things, and then I realize that uh, everything I do not for work cannot be on a computer because I already do everything else on a computer, and so I do some woodworking. And right now I'm trying to like build instruments and shelves. Oh and wow, a bunch of other shit. Building instruments? Yeah, it's like really what, fun. like guitars and shit? Yeah, um, I I build some electric guitars out of kits and do some of the woodworking and the soldering on them, and then, but I also do a bunch of acoustic like folk instruments some of them i build from kits some of them i just kind of invent make up yeah. oh, tie shit. strings okay. to wooden things and try and make them okay look where nice i get and... your albums we're not where'd i hear your album <laughs> uh feminazgool.bandcamp.com okay yeah okay. margaret has go. three separate very impressive careers it's <laughs> yeah one of those, it's like oh are you 
five different people? How is yeah. how's that happening? But okay, yeah. so you're an activist. You're a luthier as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that the name for a guitar maker? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Yeah, or luthier. Luthier, we're maybe. Be mad English. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good one of that, but I use them in my in the in my metal band. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's mostly metal. So I <laughs> I do a lot of things. Um, the thing that I do that most the most people listen to, my band that the most people listen to is a all women black metal band called Feminaz School, and we play a lot of different instruments in the band and i've been increasingly just like making my own instruments for it because why the fuck not yeah indeed i would say to answer why the fuck not i don't have the energy <laughs> mental bandwidth <laughs> this is a sign of like this is uh i've i've heard of this with very various like impressive people that they're the the coach of the indiana pacers mm-hmm. rick adelman it, no, not Rick Adelman. Rick Carlisle like builds his own golf clubs and is also like a concert pianist and uh, yeah, like all the rules. all these various things. And like the the point at which the genius starts building their own equipment, I'm like, I, I'm out. That's <laughs> right, too, right, too right. much for me to identify yeah. with. That's uh, I do that's like the, cool. I, the I I like the like that sort of uh, rule that you have, like where if so much work is happening on a screen that you also need something off screen. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, like, even when I play music, like I'm looking at a computer screen rather than just like taking my bass and just amplifying it and looking out yeah. a window and doing yeah. that instead of at a screen. Oh, man. OK, so I'm going to. Yeah, I like that. Thank you, Margaret. I'm going to take that into practice. Actually, Yeah, yeah. I'll be curious what you come up with. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? What do I think is overrated? Real talk. You know what? Like. Work. <laughs> I think work mm. is overrated. <laughs> Real talk. Go on. I just feel like as a country, we're going through a lot, you know, and like sometimes we, you know, we can like ignore work. We can ignore everything and how we're feeling about it just to continue to go to work. And right. you know what? Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Fuck work, yo. Like we need to take care of ourselves first. So so maybe that. That's off the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's- I mean, it's... It's how we're raised in America. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. One mode, work. If yeah. I take more than a week of vacation, my brain starts attacking itself. Yeah. You know, another oh, yeah. I took a break. I've been taking a break for quite some time. And there's all this shame. You feel ashamed of yourself. Yeah. You're just like, am exactly. I even like worth it? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and you're like, get that damn person? boot out your mouth. Yeah. Get that fucking boot out break. your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're like, we've just been raised with that reflex to be like, if you do anything less than backbreaking work 48 hours a day, you are nothing. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not good. It's not a good way to think. I mean, I have guilt like that with like immigrant parents, black grandparents, like just thinking of how hard people's Absolutely. lives were from people I descend from and I'm like, I'm a fucking comedian podcaster. Absolutely. I'm like, am I working? I'm like we're some Constantly. of the hardest working i feel like uh hustlers <laughs> like people hustling to make a living out of this industry that just be like you know we don't even right. want you you know so it's just like we're working really hard just to make something but yeah this year this year i was like yo work is not it when hmm. did you so did you would you say you just this year turned a corner where you 
you you yelled at the shitty shift manager in your brain and you're like, man, shut the fuck up. I'm going to take Ooh, a break when I want to. I love that metaphor. <laughs> I, lo- I love yeah. that. Like, I, I feel like it happened in, at the end of 2019. At the end of 2019, I was just absolutely burned out. Like, just, mm-hmm. just could not deal <laughs> with another thing but there's all these things going on in your head like if i stop working am i even alive am i real <laughs> like what, right. do, what do i what does <laughs> it mean you know like it just i just and it also just feels like especially with what we do like if you take a break then do you disappear like will yeah, people remember me you know am i relevant anymore and i'm 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 glad to report that like i've been real quiet for the last i would say two years and no one's forgotten me there's been no catastrophic end to my career if anything i feel a lot better and i'm coming back with a different relationship to work one that puts me at the center that values me and my mental health and my well-being before i guess other people manager in your head straight up that's exactly i love that yeah Yeah. the well i took two weeks off recently for the first time i think in my since my honeymoon maybe and my just like my parents' reaction was like, how? Wow. How are you going to, huh? You, you can do that? <laughs> so like, are you bringing your computer down to yeah. Guatemala? Or and it's just, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. I know. Now I'm starting to like see the the mask, uh, see like who, who the shift manager was uh, modeled after. Absolutely. Um, yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and, and you can do that? That's right. the other one. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to do that? Absolutely. And that was, not just my parents, like a lot of people, like a lot of yeah people I know well, who are just like friends, you know? Yeah. We're just so inundated and we've been inoculated with these shit values of like just a hustling and shit. And we, we're only now like beginning to have like real pushback, like public or people like that shit is dumb and toxic and doesn't make sense. And it's actually the worst way to like pr- prioritize how you experience your physical life. Like, putting that work shit rather than being like well, how do i maintain like my semblance of peace or happiness first Absolutely. and then try to do it but we don't always have the you know luxury or or ability to even take time off and that's why i think it's important hopefully I, more people are radicalized by that realization and being like wait hold up this is a, such a fucked up deal absolutely like, we need we need a bet we need a better way to do this absolutely because it's not like the fucking earth stops spinning because somebody right. fucking took t- parental leave you know what i mean Mm. but they have everybody thinking that's how this shit works like it's this fucking perpetual motion machine it's like if one person stops hustling we'll all die what is amy something you think is underrated oh i'm sure you guys have talked about this guy on this show but well first of all arizona iced tea it's Mm. delicious it's arizona iced tea season Mm -hmm. i'm happy to give this corporation more plugs um hey have you guys talked about this guy the ceo who's like no, I'm never this is the gonna... second time it's come up, but like we just kind of pushed past it because I didn't know what the fuck the per- the guest yeah. was talking about. Oh, so I just keep reading in. about him because he's the be- the bet. I mean, he might be the only good billionaire. Um, I don't know. He's just like I'm not gonna make it more than ninety nine cents. I don't care how expensive ev- expensive mm. everything else is. He's like, I'm really rich. How much money do you need? And it's like, yeah, I see all these other companies just like raising their prices on shit because they can. And people are going to pay it right now. But it's 99 cents. It's just 99 cents. And it's delicious. And he's like, I'm never going to change it. I'm really, really wealthy. (laughs) 
it actually only cost me seven cents to make a can. So I'm I'm fine with that margin on exactly. there because it's just water and chemicals that we call iced tea. But look, we accept it. I lovingly ex- I drink it, so I would drink so much mucho mango. Like it's it tastes unreal. nothing like tea. Um, no, in case the last person to ever try it is listening, it's not. Yeah, it's sugar water, but it's it's very delightful with like a it's like sugar water with a tinge of rust i feel like i'm trying i'm trying to like figure out what it tastes like something tastes brewed in there you know what i mean it's almost like like you're chewing tobacco and drinking juice at the same time yeah like exactly yeah there's this tobacco-y from the earth kind of (laughs) yeah like you've packed a lip in class in high school but you can't spit so you're just gonna have to down it with a sip what if you're like oh i love fruitopia and snus <laughs> this guy, his name is so amazing, Don Voltaggio. What? I thought, yes. Is that that Does he look exactly character? like Guy Fieri, or just a little bit? Because that's who I—that's who I want him to be. I want him to be Guy Fieri, except all his shirts are like in the patterns of Arizona iced tea cans. Dude, he wears shorts. Look at that article I just posted in the chat of him and his like sons who like oh, are very Italian sons, like flanking guys. him. Yeah, Looking it's a strong. very interesting look. He says when they asked him about the no price change, he said, to me, the worst day as a salesman is to go to a retailer and say, hey, by the way, I'm raising the price on that can today. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Our point is what you can. Wait, our point is what you want to do. It, what does that even mean? Is have a customer come in and get fair value on a can of tea or juice and then buy other things in your store to offset those costs. There's Don a Voltaggio, true. This is a this is an amazing picture. Because he he ha, he seems to be he has his two sons flanking him behind him, and he seems to be his one son on one side of his face and his other son on the other side of his face. Like, his, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whoa, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's not the most sy- symmetrically faced person. You're messed yeah. up, Jack. I'm sorry. I'm. Um, it's by the way, it's one twenty nine in Canada because that converts converts to ninety nine right. cents American. I'm not take. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not going to try and take that from Don Voltaggio. Don, Don Voltaggio, Voltaggio, please. You come to me on the day <laughs> with my daughters. <laughs> the soccer game, after which we always drink Arizona iced tea. He also kind of, he just directly calls out his, you know, fellow CEOs. Right. And right. Owner, yeah, owners of corporations. Because he's just like, I, I've been doing this for a long time, and these guys are doing it like I've never seen before raising prices like yeah. and it's, it's just yeah. yeah we've been talking about that nonstop it's cool to see somebody such an iconic brand to just come through and be like yeah 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 no that's what they No doing. I'm good here I'm fine yeah. here yeah wow. no need no need to make line go up 3 ba- 3 billion dollars like he's like I, I'm old I know yeah. yeah what how much and money his do you need sons are chiseled from granite I mean he's got it all Mm. Look at those hairlines. I mean, God damn. I bet he does have a fresco of himself as a baby. As a baby? <laughs> Don Voltaggio. <laughs> but like, it's like that scene, what is it, with David and like, and him and God's fingers are touching, but then yeah, there's like yeah. an Arizona can Arizona in between. Arizona in between. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Genius. Uh, look at Don. I mean, it is good to see that I'm, unless look, if ever, anybody knows, is Don Voltaggio on some bullshit? Please uh, ruin it for us if, yeah. if that's the case. But otherwise, 
can't can't get mad at somebody who's like very steadfast. Like, I don't need to raise prices. Yeah, like, and also really don't ever. ruin it because honestly, like we're good. We need you one. Know, we need one good one. We need yeah. some good news at all. Now, if you, if you talk about John Ferrolito, the co-founder, Ferrolito <laughs> and Voltaggio, the Great Schism. Yeah, you've seen the Renaissance painting about that breakup. It was pretty. It was pretty yeah. ugly, but. <laughs> There is some weird shit in that scene. Voltaggio got painted in hell by one of the (laughs) Renaissance masters. Uh, All right. Let's take a quick break. We will come back and talk about the news. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com deals. That's alienware.com deals. The future of customer experience is here, and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX-1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. And we're back. And so the story of Uvalde has, I don't know, I guess it's gotten like worse. The just, yeah. You know, videos of parents screaming for the police to do something while, you know, you can hear the shooter in the building shooting an automatic weapon. I think they threatened to taser people who... Yeah, they had to uh, subdue parents. a parent who was yeah. like, why are you standing out here? Our, our, our children are being killed inside. And they had to subdue one guy and then like were pull, like threatening to tase another person. Yeah. It's it's just one of the... This thing has... it, it it's, it's gotten grim on so many levels, just the more you learn about it. Again, like Uvalde, like many places in this country, they spent about 40% of their municipal budget on law enforcement. For what? Right. This massacre has, again, exposed police, not as heroes, but as cowards with guns that would rather engage unarmed people with their backs turned than to serve and protect. And I think there's a lot. Of, I feel like we need to tear down a few myths because yeah. a lot of it was we just saw it so clearly in front of us, right? First, we see parents screaming at the armed armed police to engage somebody who's an, an active, active, like he's murdering people, right? Yeah. He, but, the police are face, have their back to the school and are facing yeah. out like they're fucking bouncers. Exactly. Like they're protecting him. Right. And we have to first accept, again, that there's a legal precedent that says, basically, police are not obligated to protect us. That's, yeah. that's, that's real. Um, there's a series of Supreme Court decisions that have basically made it so these people are legally protected killers that also have cowards rights. First, there's a, a case DeShaney versus Winnebago County uh, of, of 1989. In this case, there was a young boy who was being abused mm -hmm. by his father and the, the county social services knew about it. But they did no they did nothing to remove the child until he ended up in a vegetative state. And then the court ruled that the state didn't have a special obligation to protect a citizen against harms it did not create. In 2005, Jessica Gonzalez sued Castle Rock, Colorado, because she had a restraining order against her husband, and he kidnapped th th three of her kids. She called the police and said, I have a restraining order against this person. They have three of my kids. They said, well, why don't you call, call us later? Maybe he brought them home. He killed the kids and then yeah. opened fire in a police department and also and then was killed by police. In that decision, the Supreme Court said uh, Antonin Scalia argued that, quote, a well-established tradition of police discretion has long coexisted with apparently mandatory arrest statutes. Essentially saying it's it's, it's authoritarian. It's up to them. You live in a police state. You can't question their judgment. They're the ones who are allowed to use guns and you're not allowed to question their judgment when they when they use them or choose not to. It, do it doesn't matter. They just have like absolute power. Right. So what is the theorized reasoning for why they were keeping parents out? I think, well, they, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like they were saying they're waiting for backup. They're trying to 
create a perimeter right. around the crime the person scene. Had an automatic, when the person has an automatic assault rifle, I think the standard operating order for the police that aren't like an armed tactical unit is to yeah, wait I for see. backup. Because it'll just be like more carnage. You know, I, I have to I have to admit, I have been so focused on the idea that like guns are the problem here and the right is throwing up all these other arguments that are distractions mm -hmm. from what the real issue is that now that the talk has turned to the cops at the at the beginning i was kind of not paying attention to that because even that felt like a distraction so i'm a little bit even though this has all happened in like rapidly yeah. i'm i i'm a little bit late to the news of this so before the show i was like trying to quickly kind of catch up on this sure. story so i feel like I, I don't know all the details of this, although the details of this keep changing, too. Right. So so if, if I'm understanding correctly, what has come out like at first. It, the story was that the cops had shot him. Right. And yeah, that, that he was wearing armor. Like but, border officer. But then did it come out that he wasn't actually wearing armor? They said he had a tactical vest, but put, like they don't believe they had any hardened like plates in it. That would okay. have been the actual bullet stopping plates. But. Even more than that, like, I think the other thing that's coming out is that it took 40 minutes right. of this person in the building. And if, if you, at the press conference that Beto O'Rourke interrupted, the sheriff there was saying how the gunman had gone to the school and a resource officer engaged him, but didn't exchange gunfire. So right. I don't know what that engagement was exactly. Like, there's so many of these weird things were like, but yeah. then what was that? And again... I think that's why, like, this feels like just sort of it's it's like an omni crisis in this mm -hmm. one thing that we're having to realize all at the same time. Like, if you look at the church parishioners in California, they had the bravery to stop the gunmen themselves in that sh in that mass shooting recently. The right. teachers in this instinct had to be unarmed surrogates for the police in the school while they threatened, you know, parents with tasers who could no longer just sit idly by while their children were being killed. Right. Then if you I think mean, about the gunmen in Brooklyn. He tipped the police off himself to where he was at, and a member of the community apprehended him. So we're, that was we're, after, like, yeah, that was after the he, they had just expanded a number of police on on the subway, like huge budget to do that. And when the shooting and like gas attack like happened to the subway, a cop like turned and told somebody to call nine one one. Like that's and like they didn't catch him, even though he was just like walking around, and dropped his wallet and shit. Went to like, Cat's Deli, I think. And yeah. this, this, the shooter in Texas too, he, after shooting his grandmother, he posted it on Facebook and he said he's going to shoot an elementary school. I don't know who was looking at his Facebook, but I mean, he was posting it too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, I don't, yeah, that, that one I have trouble with because I don't know how many times a day shit like that happens. Just yeah. the way the internet is, you right. know? And I like, it's hard. It's like, that's a horrifying nightmare situation for the parents, for whoever the cop was on the outside who, you know, was put in charge of, like, holding the parents back. Like, the, I do think, like, the lasting point here is that the fact that this 18-year-old could arm himself to the point that they had to wait for tactical backup is, like, there is something systemically wrong there. Right. But th it does tie into this larger story we're seeing where the police who are heroized and also trusted as like the number one source of our 
like mass media, our mainstream media, are not trustworthy and are not the heroes that like movies have been telling us they are and that the right wants to believe they are. Yeah. I mean, this is I don't I'm not I'm not trying to defend these cops. I don't know anything about them, but I know this is a tiny this was like a 15,000 people town. Like I would imagine that if I the the kindest thing I can say is I suspect these cops were not prepared for this situation. And so they should have just stood aside because they didn't they definitely didn't help things. But well, I think that's I think that goes to a larger fact about what what is policing even. Right. Yeah. If if we're in a situation like this. Right. So we're those parents who were screaming outside the school while they knew their kids were in imminent danger and they stood idly by. That's that's all of us in this country right now. And I think yeah. we need to recognize that we, a horrific disaster unfolds in front of our eyes. And we've been told since birth that there are people that will intervene to protect us. Yet yeah. they look on as if they are powerless. That really fucked me up to feel that powerless, to know how severe the situation is. And you're screaming at the people who you've been told are going to protect you. But these parents have been rendered completely powerless by a system that is only interested in maintaining like a very rigid power structure. So those police are also our politicians telling us all the time what good they do and how much worse things would be if the situation changed, despite people constantly asking for something different. We scream just like the parents do. We scream for body autonomy, for equality, for kids to not have to have equivalent experience as like combat veterans. And they're more interested in crowd control more interested in optics rather than tangible outcomes. And we've been fed this really poised, these poisonous myths about electoral, like electoralism and crime. And that acrid taste that we all experience like this, like everyone is they're like something is so fucked up. Right. And some people can put their finger on it. Others can't. But that's our bodies no longer being able to accept these myths because we're looking at this. We look at results over and over. So they say, vote and I will curb police violence. Nothing. Vote and I will protect our LGBTQ youth. Nothing. Vote and I will make life easier. Nothing. So we need to stop like asking to make it make sense because I feel like that's like the most dominant take I see on Twitter. Why is how is this make it make sense? And I think the thing is, we have to accept that it does not make sense and will not make sense. The only sense this situation makes is that we live under a horrifyingly cruel system of governance and finance and the way these two things work together typically render people powerless when they're trying to protect themselves or further their own interests, especially when that butts up against, you know, whatever a gigantic entity there is. So I think at the end of the day, some people may be gullible enough due to their own privileged lives to think that nothing needs to change. And they're like, it's only these like little adjustments that have to be made. But I think many people are really starting to see how backwards and absurd this whole situation is. And we can't just let this pass. Yeah. What we need is to understand that the challenge of our time is to try and right the ship because yeah. they've demon. Look, we can't we can't keep acting like these people know what they're doing. We like how many more kids need to die? How many more how many more like marginalized people need to be victimized and turned into the like true villains of society when we know it's not trans people that are taking people's jobs or why the factory shut down. It's because like, it's corporation did what was best for their bottom line. But we still allow these narratives to exist and poison people's minds. And 
we we're just constantly asking for just the smallest things to help make our lives better. But you look at the Senate, they care more about their ancient racist traditions, the filibuster, more right. than children being murdered in mass. We used so, to be able to go to lunch together. Yeah. But you know what it is? I think that level of pathology needs to be something every person in America needs to accept. That's what we're looking at. They they allow they allow people they allow we allow children to be killed in this country. Yeah. Like this has added a layer of urgency for me because it's just another example of a story that is just like, okay, like we this system is broken, the the populace is bleeding like the it it is a poisonous like system that is just like spewing more poison and in, into the system and the longer that we hang around in in this system where you see images like a cop protecting a schoolhouse with his back to the schoolhouse while a school shooting is taking place and like you know pushing pushing the parents back like the the longer that happens, the more likely it is that fascists are going to consolidate power because they're the only ones who are offering an alternative to the mainstream is like you're Donald Trump, you're Tucker Carlson. And it's it won't be a like a thing where people are like that. That is a Republican politician with fascist tendencies like that. I, I'm waking up to the fact that the most likely outcome here is open and official fascism in America in the not too distant future. Like by the time my kids are in high school, because the status quo is no longer viable. Like the when people run for president, like they are always like change. Like I, I'm running as an outsider. That's what resonates with people, except for in the case of Trump, when it was Biden could be like, I'm not Trump, but then Biden being like a old school, like party person and like having this presidency is only going to underline the fact more like. But, it was, you know, since 2008, when the financial collapse happened, it's like Obama running on hope and change, bait and switch, Trump running on America is an apocalypse and I alone can fix it and racism, bait and switch and then Biden just being like, I'm not Trump. And but and somehow Biden switched that too. And, and yeah. And also, you know, here are some things that I will do. And then Biden switched not doing anything. And like it just it feels like the people are calling out for an alternative so desperately. But the the entire US immune system is designed to kill off leftism and any threat to business and commerce and like corporate rule, which is what we have now. Like that, the thing that is happening right now with guns is not because of the people, you know, who live in rural communities and talk about like they, they'll take my guns out of my cold, dead hands and shit like that. It's because of corporations that manufacture guns. Like that's, that's what we're in. And the Democrats are complicit in that too but so it is like the the u.s immune system is designed is designed to kill off leftism any threat to business it is not designed to stop fascism fascism is good for business that's why the closest america came to being overtly openly fascist 
was when like there was something called literally the business plot organized by the heads of industry and they tried to take over the government from FDR before he could get into World War II. If a socialist alternative doesn't find a way to rise up in the next, you know, handful of years, we will be in a fascist dictatorship like in in the not too distant future. Like that's that that feels inevitable to me at this point, like based on just what we're seeing the you know, with just this, the current system and its death rattle and like everybody openly seeing it for what it is and then nobody having anything to do. Like I Google, like I was just like, I did it like I knew I wasn't going to find anything. I was like, what do I do with anger in America? Like what? And then it was like, here's how to deal with anger, like jog, walk, right. out, take a walk outside. Like we just like- Have you journaled? Yeah, it's right. just like we individualize it and turn it into like our problem. I've heard it from, you know, young people who we work with who are like, you know, I'm watching the news and like feeling like shit because that's the least I can do. And it's like, no, it's not your fault. It's not our fault. We are like in the fucking matrix. Like we really are like- in a system that is fully built like down to a cellular level to lie to you about what is possible and we need to like find ways to educate ourselves about what is possible and like build like from the ground up a fucking imagination like a, a revolutionary imagination because it's like we we don't have it. we just like don't have it in america we have no idea what a third party like what even when we're saying like we need a alternative that's not fascism. I don't think anybody like even I certainly don't like have a concrete idea of like what that would look like. We have to like create that future and like build that imagination. From I the think ground we're up. so propagandized to be afraid of it. Right. Because of mm -hmm. the Cold War and because of just because of the right wing and because of so many things that it's like it would have to be cloaked in entirely new language. Although like if you, you know, every people truly want Medicare for all as long as it is presented in a way that, you know, doesn't frighten them. Yeah. I have a question that's a little bit of a tangent. So I spend too much time on Twitter. And, you know, Twitter is like a, a lovely place where people are reasonable. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I spend time on on Twitter and maybe that's not an accurate refle reflection of how a lot of people are. But I, I, I have this notion of half of the country and it feels like no matter what awful thing happens, like you present like, look, this is going to happen or this, you know, this horrible thing is happening to these people. This horrible thing is happening to these people. And there's, a, you know, a segment of the population that's like, fine, I don't give a fuck. Fine. I don't care. And I don't know if it's like because they're in it for the loaves or they're truly heartless or they want other people to be in dire straits. So I think it feels like 19 children died. Fine. I don't care. That's their attitude. And so my question for you is, do you think there really are people for whom 19 kids dying, they just don't care? Or is that like a posture they take because it helps their argument? I like that. I don't I don't care if there are like isolated people, but like I, I do for for them and their family. That's brutal. Like something inside of you has died. But like we are so disproportionately inundated with those people's opinions and also like straw man version of those people's opinions from like the Democrats saying that's how the Republicans think or the Republicans saying that the Democrats th think nobody is like pointing out just like over 60 percent of people 
like want these very concrete steps to be taken. And like mm-hmm. we we are all alike in the sense that like this shit was fucking unacceptable and yeah. like completely horrifying. Like that's I don't I don't know. Like that that's kind of how I'm feeling is that there is a lot of noise that is designed to mask the fact that we the majority of us want the same things in a lot of right. cases. Most people want access to abortion. Most people yes. want common sense gun control. Most yes. people don't want to go broke being yeah. sick. Yes. And right. And it's and but I'm saying that's the reason like why the political party has done so such a good job is to label some of these things with certain like thought killing cliche labels like just call that socialism it ends the conversation for someone in their mind right there <laughs> the, call it the, this. like how like insidious the like lack of revolutionary imagination is like the thing that always pops in my head when i think of like a revolutionary like leftism in america is like the scene in forrest gump in washington dc because it's like the ultimate boomer revision of history and like the hippies are just like marching around in lines that don't go anywhere. And like everyone is just a cartoon. Like the Black Panthers are a cartoon. Like at one point they're like shouting at the top of their lungs at Forrest Gump, like political platitudes. Right. And then he leaves and they keep shouting at the empty space where he was because they're just like, I don't know what fucking Robert Zemeckis's. Uh, insane theory was, but I think it was like that they're just like animatronic, like anger robots. That's like what he made them in his vision of that. But that is like the boomers really fucked us, man. They really like took their idea of revolution and then turned it into like a thing that is like, well, that's how unrealistic people think. And fortunately, like they are going away, but like we really like it. We we need to excavate that. Like that shit needs to be cut out. It is a fucking cancer. The idea that like you can't have revolutionary activism in the United States is is the status quo belief. And like we we need to address that. Right. And I think people don't realize is the relative prosperity they experienced as a generation helped cool that those jets a little bit. You know. Yeah. And the relative experiencing abundance. And now you're dealing with generations who have nothing. And those tricks don't work because you can't subdue us. There's no, there isn't prosperity. So how are you going to subdue people? They're only going to be more focused on their lack of things. And what happens is that creates the space for someone to come in and give you a fucked up explanation for what that is. Hey, it's these people. Hey, it's these people. Hey, it's this. And that's the sort of knife's edge that we're on. They're fully going to buy into one version or we have to, or do the uncomfortable thing and realize just how like how much of a failed system we have honestly that's why every other country looks on and is like what is going on with y'all yeah over there like the thing huh? that i was reading this morning was like so, somebody was just like one of the greatest culture shocks when i arrived in the u.s was the blind veneration of police after years and years of living here and reading about this country i now realize that it's the structural pillar of white supremacy that yeah like that is the like the there are so many things that are not normal in like yeah in, I, in this country that we have just accepted this is the thing right and you talk about what's happening on the right like ted cruz ran away from a sky journalist from the uk who just asked a very straightforward question about like 
why does this seem to be a, an American problem? And, and I'll play this because this is a very straightforward answer, but the, the way Ted Cruz freaks out, I think is instructive. ...sets of parents who, who are never going to get to kiss their child goodnight again. Is, the, is this the moment to reform gun laws? Oh, word. You know, it's, it's easy to go to politics. Oh, shut the it's fuck up. You're it's a politician. I, I get that that's where the media likes to go. No, it's not. It's where many of the people we've talked to here like to go. The proposals from Democrats and the media, inevitably, when some violent psychopath murders people... A violent psychopath who's able to get a weapon so easily. 18-year-old with two AR-15s. If you want to stop violent crime... The proposals the Democrats had, none of them would have stopped this. But why does this only happen in your country? I really think that's what many people around the world just, they cannot fathom. Why only in America? Why is this American exceptionalism so awful? You know, I'm sorry you think American exceptionalism is awful. I think I, this I think, aspect, I think, I think this I, aspect you know of it. You get your political agenda. No, it's God, honestly, God love you. Senator, it's not. I just want to understand why you do not think that guns are the problem. Why is this just an American problem? It is just an American problem. He goes on. He just, you know, says you're a propagandist nonsense. Mm. And again, oh, I hate him so much. This is a this is someone who's asked a question, couldn't offer you a solution. No, I think that's what people need to really hone in on when politicians speak. Seldom are they actually offering a tangible solution. And that should be the, that should set alarms off in your head as to where the country, like what the direction is of the country, because the people who are making the laws they don't care about solving anything. Biden tweeted, as a nation, we must ask, when in God's name will we stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name will we do what needs to be done? I'm sick and tired of it. We have to act. What What are you sick and tired of? What, like, what you, what, name what? it. Name it, man. What are you, that, like, is it just their party? Is it, like, say what needs to happen? Like, what? Are the lobbyists visiting me? No, they visit y'all. Their job is to interact with politicians. So why are you asking us when you, you need to figure that out on your own? And that's an empty gesture to just say, when are we going to stop? Say something. You tell tangible. me, motherfucker. You say, tell me. It's like hot potato. They're all just turning around and right. pointing fingers. Laura Trump on Fox News goes on. They can't they can't say anything that's of that makes any sense. So she's just going to go off and talk about how we don't have two parent homes anymore. It's not guns. It's not it's not any, it's not inequality. It's, it's the other shit. Who the fuck is Laura I mean, Trump look again? Across the board at things like the fact that, you know, we have the dissolution of the family in so many respects. We have fatherless children on the rise in America. We have the loss of religion in so many aspects of our country, where it was a foundation of our country at one time. You can't discount the rise of social media and the role that that has played in things like this. Mm. Um, and then the mental health aspect of this obviously has to be a focus. In okay, I'm not even gonna let her finish that because Greg Abbott slashed mental health budgets in the state. So there's, that's moot. There's no, don't, don't talk about mental health when it's never even been anything you've actually advocated for. It's all emptiness, right? And again, this is how, this is the explanation. This is a group of people who are, I'm, I'm, people on Fox News are I'm assuredly horrified to hear that 19 children were killed and two adults, right? And then you have someone come in and not say, it's not guns, 
It's not the fact that, you know, we have like places like 4chan or other things where people can get radicalized or share weird ideas and things like that. It's that we don't have God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need a theocracy. That's what that's the solution that's being handed out is a theocracy. That's the only solution that has its own channel, you know, because the other channels, the, the other channels are all part of the just speak around the truth. Look, look the other way. Like, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is why the inability for anybody to just like say what it is from, from anywhere except, you know, a fascist perspective, like is what is making me so worried that like, this is where it's headed because it's like every, it's all just corporate, corporate, like bullshit and inaction. And then that fascism, that theocracy bullshit. Right. They're filling the knowledge gap with fascist talking points yeah because there are people asking what 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 do we do yeah because left or right if you're if you're not wealthy you're you're being like man shit's kind of fucked up yeah but if on one channel it's like it's theocracy that's all we need we need more god we need more guns there's they're saying something although it's not really something they're i mean they will legislate on it eventually as they are a lot of other things but yeah you flip the switch to like cnn or whatever they can't say they can't advocate for anything different. And I think that shows you the direction it's going because the Republicans on the right, they don't have the numbers to win like like actual just straight up majorities of things. So they have to defeat the process of even having like a democratic system of elections, even though that's, you know, argue, debatable, whatever, to completely just say, nah, all right, we close the door. Now we're in charge. We got this. And these guess what? These are all the rules we like to enforce. And we'll just be sitting there confused because we're we're like we 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 have to find a way we we the 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 signals coming from the media have to offer people something else because it's just the confusion and trying to subdue their outrage. It's not that that's how we get into an even darker place. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk Mountain Dew. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. 
When you shop online at alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com deals. That's alienware.com deals. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. And we're back. And... All right. There, there's a new type of Mountain Dew that I'm very excited about. <laughs> in other news. Pivot. Uh, pivot is real, y'all. Pivoting like Hakeem Olajuwon down here. Got to pivot in the paint. Playing bully ball down here. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, Who's the so, best at pivoting in, the, in like NBA history? Uh, Miles and Jack. Got mad boosties. Yeah, that's true. Check the receipts. I've like with Mountain Dew, obviously people know this is a Dew. This is a Dew home. This is a Dew house. I was raised on the dew. Jack was born in the dew. Yeah. Uh, lives lives in the dew. You merely um, adopted it. Miles. Here's my question. I, I and like I like to think I know a lot about Mountain Dew. Amy, you said you've seen you've you've been across this cursed earth and seen many of the flavors. I also the top drank of your head, about four liters a day in high school. Every yes. single day. Okay, so. so everybody's got their credentials. Everyone's yeah. established as an authority on this. How many flavors of Mountain Dew do you think there are available to an American? Ooh. I'm going to say 20. Okay. I was going to say 23. 23. I feel like we're short. Like this okay, is all say, like knowing I, I'm going to lose this game. I think yeah. 23. Like we got your, I'm just like thinking of like the number of colors I've seen. Right. You got your pink, you got your white, you got your red, you got your blue. And you, you got classic okay. do. Purple. Purple is the mm-hmm, new, new one purple. that is apparently. Uh, Orange. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. You know how many there are? 
32. What? Whoa. There are 32 flavors of Mountain Damn. Dew. I, my in my mind, both psychic and dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm feeling 23. It was 32. Well, the numbers were there. Uh, and there's like, there's levels to it, right? There's Mountain Dew that are sold in grocery stores. There's Mountain Dew that you can only get through exclusive partnerships. And there's online only Mountain Dew flavors. Oh, like, oh shit. So they're like fucking Pokemon. If you had to go, if you want to try one, you know, like you can't get, I didn't even realize Buffalo Wild Wings has their own fucking flavor. Neither did I. What flavor is it's it? Spicy, Sounds good. Right? I'm going to get it. It's called Legend. <laughs> Legend, mate. At Kroger, they have an exclusive, exclusive called what? Thrashed Apple. Oh, right. The I Dollar General has Maui Burst. Like each place has their own. I imagine the Buffalo Wild Wings flavor not being spicy, but tasting like blue cheese. Because <laughs> it has to accompany the wings, right, you know right, right, I mean? right. Yeah, just take it, and it's and it's blue also. <laughs> Legend, <laughs> Legend. If you're winging it, mm-hmm. I had Love the uh, for, there. There was a Christmas varietal that was flavored as gingerbread. Let's not use varietal. Let's not use wine <laughs> terms for Mountain Dew. That's Jack. all I have. That's all I have. I will have, not Amy. give you this one. That's all I have. He's a sommelier for <laughs> Dew. <laughs> and it actually was better than I expected it to be. I did feel sick after I drank it, but it was still that that was probably just the fact that I I drank a Mountain Dew as a what, what was like candy cane or like apple cidery? No, no, it was uh, gingerbread. Oh, disgusting. Flavor. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have seen those. I've seen, I like the packaging. Absolutely. Like, I got it as a bit for, I got I got one. Jamie Loftus had one with me. And we were both like, that is that is what that would taste like uh, if, <laughs> if they made a gingerbread Mountain Dew. Bad, but like not, not as bad as you would think. Absolute chemical There's a Flamin' Hot Cheetos one, right? Also? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Major Melon is, if you can just get past any <laughs> thoughts of chapstick, Major Melon is really Wait, good. Wait, what? Like it, you're... it is very watermelony, like watermelon candy, but there is like a like finish to the flavor, Amy. Uh, a finish. Oaky? Uh, a nutty, oaky, <laughs> uh, wet stone. Uh, no, it finishes with a waxy like moment. There's just a yeah. moment. What are the undertones, like, Jack? Well, it's all it's one it's one big <laughs> undertone of just melon. Wait, when you say that it's chapped like you mean like sort of like Vaseline, like petroleum jelly? Like I don't know. Makes... I don't know if I just made it up or lip it's... smackers, I think is maybe what you're talking oh, about. Yeah, or, lip smackers. Have you ever you had mean... water used watermelon chapstick, Miles? No. I was uh <laughs> I, I was I was in a Carmax house. That's the worst. I also might yeah. have as a child eaten some watermelon chapstick and this might just be like <laughs> right hardwired into my brain. <laughs> yeah, Carmex, yeah, we always had it. All my memories are my dad pulling out his pocket and unscrewing it and there's so much shit stuck on the cap. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You're like, is a this medicine? Yeah. But you know I was that kid with like the chap ring the around big my, red like ring. I would lick oh, yeah, like crazy too. and then yeah, they're like, you have to use this. It's it is medicine. You yeah, look crazy. You can't Blistex. put watermelon lip smackers yeah, on the, like, your face wound. <laughs> just like on an outline. They're like, uh, this feels like some kind of clown makeup or something. You do. Yeah, I had that dry ass chapped ring. Yeah, couldn't stop sucking on my lips 
like look as a kid too. And I remember constantly being like, <laughs> my my mom would implore me, like, please just fucking tr- use this. <laughs> and I'm like, it hurts too much. And I didn't have the patience to to let it work. Anyway, I got past that. My lips are less chapped these days. Um, but <laughs> yeah, good. Carmax all day. <laughs> I th- I think they're at their best when there is not a specific object, a specific food item that they're yeah. trying to approximate. Apparently, Purple Thunder's great. I've yet to be able to, you know, find time to go to a Circle K. That's a, that's another thing. They seem, I don't feel like they have a, enough of a handle. They're no, they're not like the great NBA players who are like, I'm going to save it for like the finals and then just like <laughs> put up 50 in the finals because they apparently, you know, Baja Blast, obviously, I think, widely regarded as the best or one of the two best Mountain Dew flavors. Absolutely. And apparently Purple Thunder is like has entered the conversation. They nailed it, but they did that for Circle K. Yeah. <laughs> like that I feel like you don't use that on Circle K. Well look, that's that's our regional bias coming in, you know? Because we're in a we're in a Circle K desert. That's true. So I like, like the Circle K. I I like the system too. I think it's really cool of Mountain Dew to be like Hey, do you have a corporation? Do you want your own flavor? We got you. Like, I've never right. heard of that before. Hey, we're cool. Hey, corporation, want flavor? I want a person to do it. Like, I'm waiting for one famous person to have their own do flavor. Like, how tight oh, would that be? I think, honestly, I want to see some I want to see some collabs with human beings. Well, and know. they're like, they're nice with the colors, too, because Baja Blast is now like, it's a, it's like Tiffany blue, you know, it's like, become yeah. Oh, yeah. like a thing. It's a beautiful <laughs> color. Oh, it's I one of the best. I see people dyeing their hair Baja Blast, right. like the baby's getting nursery. eyeliner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, whole color, nursery. the color story is just a Circle K after an earthquake. That's <laughs> uh, what we have going on in here. I love it. They're scientists. But you know what, yeah. Jack? We might have to make that sojourn to the Circle K for that purple drink. Yeah. Amy, what what is your favorite varietal? The sorry, uh flavor as as the lay people call it. Oh, I mean, I honestly haven't had that many, but I, I mean, I have to go. I love a diet Baja Blast. It's mm. so refreshing. They've got diet trap. Baja? Yeah, I talk about you can get diet Baja. Okay, mm. diet Baja. Cuz right. I'm not trying to have all that sugar, but I do want the caffeine. Yeah. For sure, for sure, I feel you. Miles, be Baja. I'm I'm Baja, I'm Baja blast all Baja day. Blast. You know, I respect the culture, the Baja culture. If I had my own flavor, I think it would just, it would just taste like red. Just red? You know, like when you're a kid, you know how when you're a kid, your favorite candy flavor is just like whatever the red one is. Yeah. It's like, like that cherry, cherry candy. off. Yeah. yeah like l- really lean the fuck into that. Like to the point mm. where if you had to taste it, you're like, it has a nightmarish aftertaste <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of sniffing those colored markers that came in that like, remember those scented thick ass colored markers we used to have back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Like that had like the little styrofoam tray and shit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like that. Cause I used to love sniffing Ooh, that red marker. That would be the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so me. Good. Just take that. Look, collab with the marker people, bring out the whole palette. <laughs> Based on those markers, and except for the black licorice one, I'm not fucking with that one. They should do one with Sharpie. I liked the smell of Sharpies. I, th- I think <laughs> you I, would a, a Sharpie yeah. Mountain Dew collab. Like, Let me get a whiteout Mountain Dew. Yeah, can I get some metallic <laughs> Krylon spray paint in a yeah. paper bag flavor? Wait, hold on, you just fucking spray paint. <laughs> 
All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 